Doug and Marty versus the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. No, nope, what's up, Max? What's that? <laughs> nope, it's not over. It's just getting started. What's that, brother? Uh, everything. <laughs> I want to know, first of all, before we get started, before we introduce ourselves in the show, who was that masked man that introduced the show? Is it paid for by Marty McClendon? I don't know, brother. Whoever it was is probably really smart and good looking, but. Oh, we, we know that. Uh, and a professional, we too. Uh, <laughs> we won't undermine his anonymity with <laughs> our profundity. This is Doug Bassler, by the way. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. And we are grateful. Before Doug gets to anything else on the show, uh, as we're celebrating Veterans Day, obviously it was a couple of days ago on Thursday. It's a weekend. We do want to honor all those that have served our nation um, that, you know, are veterans. It's great. Um, this is an opportunity, but we're seeing a lot more of you tuning in and checking out the podcast after the show. And so, Doug, why don't you tell them how to find out how to listen to shows afterwards? Well, you just tell your smart device, uh, play Doug and Marty versus the world. And uh, I tried that at home the other day with my Echo, and uh, it just started playing me. And I noticed I recognized our voices, and so I knew it was actually happening. Uh, Also, you can go to DougAndMarty.com and uh, find our latest episodes there. And it's really in all your favorite streaming services, and that's... You know, it's kind of neat. And it's been um, it's been refreshing to get your emails and your contacts. And you can contact us through that page. And, you know, I don't think a week goes by when someone doesn't reach out and tell us that they're listening and that they're they're starting to get involved. They're starting to, um, you know, take action and they want to know what else. And so, you know, hopefully that's what we're doing with this program is inspiring you you know, listening to Doug and Marty versus the world while very fun and all that is not actually getting involved. Getting involved is actually doing stuff like giving money to candidates, running for office, becoming a PCO, going to a school board meeting, uh, being designated as a terrorist, whatever it is that, wait, that's not exactly what we (laughs) Domestic, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's only if you go to the school board meeting. Yeah, Yeah. you know, aren't you glad that Merrick Garland didn't get on the Supreme Court, brother? Oh, I am tr- tremendously excited and happy that that didn't happen. You know, when you look in hindsight and go, oh my gosh, he would that be almost terrible, happened. terrible on the Supreme Court. And it was actually some of these Republicans that, you know, we may not have good or kind words for some of them on a regular basis because they're, they don't share all the time or defend our core Christian conservative values, but they did good there. They said, nope, we're going to hold off until the new president comes in, President Trump. And of course, once again, or whatever, because they didn't even know at that point that if it was going to be Trump or Hillary, but they thought, oh, let's, you know, we've had enough of Obama's foolishness. Exactly right. And so now we're back to more Obama foolishness. Uh, A lot of people think he's pulling the strings on the Biden Harris administration. So I have a question. And so um, you and I both ever occasionally put on a tinfoil hat. And sometimes the tinfoil hat has been prophetic. I look great in a tinfoil hat. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I do it sparingly, but you know, to your point and to the, it messes up your hair, brother. It does, it does, but it, but it's worth it. If you, you know, that's, good. that static and that electricity makes me think better too sometimes. <laughs> but on that note, I think you're right. I mean, I think many people that, are, that say that they've got 
video recording of just not that long ago before the election where Obama says in a perfect situation, I would be able to pull the strings and run it, but not be in front of the camera. You know, and it, ideally when you see the former president over in Europe speaking at a climate change event, when's the last time that did happen? Well, I don't care what, what event it is. When does a former president go speak on the world stage? You know, you don't see it. You don't see even uh, Clinton's, Bush's before that. The only one I remember doing that was Kissinger. Remember that? He would come over and he would speak in some ways, but it's very rare for a former president to have that kind of like influence. And so you know that the Biden administration, they hired the exact same people that Obama had, the same people in his cabinet, except for Buttigieg. Um, but those over the administration, the bureaucracies, same team. It's almost like, okay, well, okay. We knew that Obama had no experience coming in, but there was a radical leftist agenda. And now you have a base that's very vocal socialist that is pushing more pressure on the party. So the administration hasn't changed. They're just allowed to be who they are. And it is crazy how left this is, how anti-America it is. And there's such a resistance by the media and those on the left to defend this. They're like, nope, we're not gonna, it's not bad. We have the literally the highest inflation we've had in 30 years, brother. 30 years, you know, month over month increase. We have 5% inflation this month alone, brother. I mean, just I, you know, I am relatively older. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't feel that way, but I've been around for a long time. I don't remember ever even, you know, I was young in the 70s, but Mm -hmm. even in the 70s, uh, I don't remember inflation like this. The, 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 the worst thing I could maybe um, compare it to was when we were used to paying like 30 cents a gallon for gas and it went up to a buck. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that was kind of like what we're seeing here. I mean, we're, we didn't quite see that much, but uh, I think you and I were talking last week about we have another gas tax in Washington state that's, that's going to take effect on the first. And it's, it's a big one, right? It's like 50 mm-hmm. cents or something. Yeah. It's a two, ta- two gas taxes to combine and make about 56 cents a gallon on top of what it's already done now. And then you have this week where Biden came out and they're talking about shutting down another American pipeline. So you have. So this is a, this is crazy. a treasonous attack on the American economy, on the American family. This is a tax on the poor that can can least afford it, right? This is uh, working families. They don't want us in our cars. It's an attack on freedom. The freedom of movement is is really one of our basic freedoms, right? So you would, you know, this thing that you you have to have a vaccine passport to, you know, to move about to go places. Uh, to experience p- a public accommodation. And so um, I'm I'm excited, brother, because last Saturday, a week ago, I went to an event in King County, Washington, and uh, it was packed out with people who have said no to vaccine passports, King County and Washington State. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Washington State people were primarily like first responders. They were um, nurses. And, um, and these are people that would not normally have been at a Patriot event like this. Mm-hmm. And so there's a huge shift in that. Um, and, um, it was, I mean, I had to park like a mile away, dude, walk in the rain to get there. That's how, 
how many, how, uh, how upset people are. And then, you know, we, we you overlay, lay that with Ann Davis uh, being mm-hmm. elected in Seattle with um, uh, Winsome Sears and others being elected in Virginia, yep. uh, young kin. Um, and, you know, we, you know, there is a, there is a possibility if we'll stay engaged, if we'll stay focused on the prize, Mm-hmm. Uh, that we can we can win uh, the political wars. So we need to, um, you know, our our state legislative uh, candidates and our, um, you know, all of our candidates need to say we're going to repeal these gas taxes. We're going to repeal them. We're going to repeal these carbon taxes and these these hidden so called hidden taxes. And you know, Washington is about a buck higher a gallon than conservative places like South mm-hmm. Carolina and stuff like that. We're Florida, we, Texas, because, of, yep. because of our, yep. our, our hidden taxes and our gas taxes. Right. And even they are way too high. And so you've shut off Keystone. Now I noticed that Keystone. Uh, so I did try <laughs> rather the, 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 the uh, infrastructure bill mm-hmm. is it's bigger than the Bible. So I'm just yep. like trying to go through this. I mean, imagine being a congressman and you've got to read the Bible in like a couple of days. I mean, there's programs, right. Where you can read the Bible in a year, right. And one in 60 days as well. It's, it's a lot. I've done it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's say you really had time and you could read the whole Bible in 60 days. They're not giving these people 60 days to read these bills. No. And you usually get them the night or a day at the most. Right. And so and if I'm, you had an entire staff of, volunteers and everybody got a section and then you said, okay, now please come in and let's report. Tell me all the bad stuff here, 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 here. You know, that's, you know, I, I think we've got to get back to simple, like let's do one that, that deals with bridges. Okay. Mm-hmm. The end. Let's do one that deals with roads. The end. Mm-hmm. Let's do one that deals with airports. The end. Just rather Single than issue bills. Right. Yeah. That, you know, that's, you have to have, you have to be able to think about this. Who would oppose fixing roads? Nobody. Who would affo- oppose? So, but when you take a, a bill and you make it thousands of pages mm-hmm. long so that no one can see, and you can hide all this stuff. And then you put this huge one point, whatever trillion, mm-hmm. which is, you know, an astronomical uh, dollar amount. And what that means is the money becomes worthless. Our yes. dollars become worthless. And as our dollars become worthless, yeah, our home values go up, but guess what? You can't replace the house if you sell it mm-hmm. and you have this big pile of money, but it becomes even more and more worthless where at least the real estate continues to, you know, the real estate's going to have the value it has. It's not, it's the money that changes. It's not the real estate, right? Correct. Um, we, we've talked a little bit about inflation. The reason why they're inflation, because money is worth less. So you pay more for goods and services. Goods and services will have an intrinsic value for what you're willing to pay for it. Uh, wages and so forth. When we artificially inflate things and right now, we keep the interest rate low because things are so expensive. Now, when we print more money, it's not because we've generated more revenue. We haven't created something new and people are buying it and generating wealth. We're printing money, which means we're devaluing the rest of the dollars. So when we're printing money, we're typically borrowing it. So not only is the money that's out there, you've added more water to the pool so that all the molecules, all the dollar bills are worth less. Plus you're borrowing, which means there's increased interest on that, which means it drives it down even more. So 
Um, what we've got is hyperinflation going on. Um, we've got a, and a lot of this is created through mandates, the vaccine mandates, the mask mandates, the shutdown of environments, um, the employers. When you have 10 million, the 10 million, 10 million people uh, unemployed at this point in time and 10, 11 million open jobs, it's a problem with the mandates. It's not a, fa- a fact of a, a market that doesn't have jobs for workers to work at. Uh, but but, but the- Joe Biden thinks we're stupid. Yeah. Right. Because he first, says, let's go yeah. talk about supply chain. Let's uh, ask yeah. a person what's about supply chain. Hey, you what tell, supply chain means is no toilet paper, no food. Right. When, when you tell <laughs> truckers toys. they can't work if they don't get a vaccine, if you tell those that work on the shipyard, they can't do it. You have a backlog of boats on the coast that can't get in our goods and services, which drives the price up and the demand up. But this is all artificially created by bad policies. And you've and I've talked about this, whether it be starting with Obama or Biden. This is intentional, but it can't be any other thing. They're incompetent, yes. And which I bring me back around before we get too far down this 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 chain of events to the infrastructure and what's going on and and dealing with the pushback nationwide. Um, this environmental thing. Um, John Kerry, the Secretary of State, is over there at the at the climate thing, pledging to you know America would do this. This is what they said on Thursday, Doug. This is for our listeners as well. This is what President Biden's administration has pledged to do by 2030 to be off coal. Period in the U.S. That's less than 10 years. That is basically eight and a half years from now. 40 percent of our electricity comes from coal in America. And he said, by by 2040, uh, we will be completely off fossil fuels altogether. And the, his secretary of the treasurer said their goal is to bankrupt the oil and gas industry. Bankrupt. And all you know the millions many, of employees. Yeah, millions and millions of employees. The GDP, our independence. Once again, they're at the state level, at the federal level, in this infrastructure bill, we'll talk about it. They're affecting our food chain our sovereignty, but, and now of course our independence for oils, we're dependent on other people and they're not going towards nuclear, which is probably where France is going. France has declared they're going to develop more nuclear power to get off uh, on the grid and off of fossil fuels and whatever, but they've mandated to the point, this is where they're going. They're going to call this a crisis over the next 10 to 20 years. uh, It seems like a long time, but it's not all fossil fuel will be gone, which means all our cars, well, no, we're not going to be able to run unless you're electric. All of our, it's just all of our home heating oil, all the homes that are powered by gas or oil will have to be converted. This is super expensive. And you mentioned the $1.3 trillion thing. This is, people remember, just almost less than two years ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago, before Biden got in, um, President Trump got and pushed a $1.5 trillion infrastructure bill that was only infrastructure, roads, bridges, uh, ports, you name it, and the Democrats rejected it. They don't want infrastructure. That's why only 6% of this giant $1.3 trillion bill is actually roads and bridges, actually infrastructure. All the rest of it is new Green Deal stuff. Over a half a trillion, it has directly to do with environmental policy, uh, Green New Deal. This is bad stuff. And yet we have 13 Republicans in the House that jumped over and voted for this. And I know many of them are, are slated for retirement. Apparently, behind the scenes, uh, McCarthy said, don't get mad at them. They're looking for lobby jobs after they retire this next session. They're not going to run again. That is one of the things that's wrong with the deep state, even on our side, brother. What do you think? 
Yeah, no. Um, it, the, when you have career politicians, that's what you have. The, the, it's a career. It's a paycheck. Okay. The hireling flees when he sees the wolf coming. That's what the scripture says, because mm-hmm. he's a hireling. He doesn't own the sheep. He's not the owner. And see, that's why, you know, um, so you know, I'm, I'm in for Congress. I'm going to run for Congress again next year. One of the things I'm going to talk about is cutting the congressional salary. We need to right. cut that thing in half. 180,000 is too much. 90,000 mm-hmm. is even too much. Really? This thing should be like 75,000. It should be like 50,000, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get, let's take the financial incentive out of it and elect patriots to go to Congress. Agree. Patriots to go, you know, let's take these, um, let's take the salaries away from state legislatures and things like that. Let's take the salaries and make these things volunteer and make you know, per diem, right? Cover your gas, right. your hotel, whatever. Right. But not, you know, and now of course, for- and that becomes a problem in that, you know, only rich people can do it, right? People can afford to, but, um, but these guys should be part-time anyway. I mean, don't we have enough laws already? We do. They, they pass <laughs> thousands of laws every we year. Laws and we, laws. we need 10 as we talk about. We need about. a break. Yeah, but we need 10. For our listeners shall sake, not commit adultery. You the, know, let's do that. Every congressional elected person, we have a few good ones and a lot of bad ones. You go for it. It's 183, 189 base. If you have leadership, you make more than that, $1,000 a year. But each congressional person has a million dollar budget to pay for their staff and their office rentals too. So 435 times a million, that's 435 million. Plus you have your st- uh, your salary, plus they're exempted from things. It is a behemoth. That's just the house. We're not talking about the Senate as well. So 430 members. Oh my gosh. There, there is a lot of money tied up. And of course that provides an opportunity for a lot of grift and a lot of um, just using that for power and gain. So there's, there's money behind it. That's why a lot of them go in there. Normal people, fairly normal anyway, uh, making good money, but they come out millionaires. Well, generally, though, that doesn't happen unless you're getting that. I mean, there was a report came out this week that literally, brother, thousands and thousands of uh, stock deals by congressional members happened this year where they're investing in the stock market with our taxpayer dollars from their money. They can do what they want. It's but insider. They, but it's insider trading. They are being rich enriched by having the information. We're working with the lobby groups. It is wrong. And I'm, I'm, well, they know I'm, this law, that law, how it's going to affect certain industries. It's some, yep. some are going to go up. So you can bet against it. You can do yep. what they call shorting the market. And uh, yeah, the whole thing is, uh, it stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then we have the huge problem of election integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's come out uh, that this, this guy in um, New Jersey, right, that lost to the truck driver, right? Well, right. I know there's more votes out there. We're going to go find them. Well, what are they going to go? They're going to go print them, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, they'll do anything. And, um, you know, we know that, we know that, you know, two irrefutable truths, uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not hang himself and that Donald Trump won in 2020. Yep. And yet we're still, we're still dealing with it. You know, the, the missing ballot images out of Georgia, like yes. 43% of the state, where did they go? Well, they were, they were deleted mm-hmm. on purpose. They were deleted. They're hiding, you know, this idea that, you know, we've got to let the IRS see our bank accounts for $600 and up, but they won't let us see, you know, as my friend, um, Tambourine Borelli uh, once said so clearly, they tell us that we need to trust them uh-huh. on the elections, 
but we don't, we should not have to trust them. We should know that our elections are good. And this idea that, that Washington has this, this graft free, corruption free, great election uh, system. And that's why we're going to take the Republican in name only Kim Wyman and put her in the Biden administration so we can take election fraud Mm -hmm. national. And so these are, you know, these are issues. So go buy some my pillows. <laughs> right, right. So uh, on that, just to stay on that for just for a second. Um, when you have a system like it is, you have 13 Republicans voting for a, a quote unquote infrastructure bill that's really New Green Deal that they had no reason to do it. They gave Biden a win. They supported something for a future job with a lobby group. Um, and you wonder why it's been so hard to get election integrity. When you have people on the right or people in the Republican Party that don't want to mess up with the system, this is the way the system works. I want to get my piece of the pie, so we're not going to allow people to look and make this fair. As citizens, we're waking up to the fact, like Tambourine and the rest of us are saying, wait, wait, and make it open and transparent. What do you have to hide? And we know there's something to hide if you have to pass laws to rule out that we can't look at, that we can't ask questions. We're in a, a nation that we don't now have to show ID or proof where, of where we say, wait a minute, is that not quite right? Oh, don't look at that. And you miss and then label us or having a question, whether it be a, ban- a mandate. What do you, I mean, you can't because their arguments right are work. weak. Yeah. The arguments are weak. And so they name call and they they try to, um, you know, shoot the messenger. But, but this, this there's, is why 80, we have there's 80 so. million, 80 million messengers yeah. out there. That are but saying Republicans we don't want saying, the shot. We don't want your shot. We don't yeah. want your election fraud, and we certainly don't want your candidates. And now that eighty million is turning into ninety million, a hundred million, yes. as yes. they are. You know, Jay Inslee had the 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 gall to come out and say, "Well, we only lost two point nine percent of our employees," which is a lie. Yep, that's a, a lie. lie. We have we have firehouses that can't operate. We have right. hospitals have huge staffing problems why why would the government why would a political hack have more authority over uh medical uh things than a nurse right a a cn as whatever you call them certified nurse and all these different things right right yep i mean come on and then they don't and they were heroes last year this is all political science not science and to your point, when you when you look at just yesterday, Bellevue School District and Skell School District closed down. It's not just because Thursday was a holiday. It's because they didn't have enough staffing because of the mandates, brother. Not enough staffing to keep the schools open. This is major school districts, Seattle and Bellevue. Don't even uh, go there on the schools. Did you see the Sesame Street CNN yes. town hall on why five-year-olds need to be vaccinated? I mean, brother. You start messing with people's children and you are going to have the same problem that they had in Virginia. Yes. You know, they're going to have it. There is going to be a red wave in 2022. There's going to be, there's coming a shaking. Our God is God mm-hmm. and they've been fighting against God. They've been, they've been taking their stand against God and God in Psalm chapter two looks at them and he laughs. He scoffs at them. The earth is still the Lord's and the fullness of it. And he will give it to whoever he wants. Now, the devil, uh, the devil has um, words. The devil is always trying to tempt you with words. And, and he uses communication 
to, to rule his kingdom. Um, however, our God not only has word, but he has demonstration of power. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't want to get comfortable because of the victories in, in Virginia, New Jersey, Washington state, Seattle. Right. Um, right. But they are certainly uh, moving in the, in the correct direction or the right direction, as we like to right. say over here on the right. But, so- um, but, but we still have, you know, there's so much corruption. We still have got to get on our knees and pray. And then we've got to get yeah. up and take our sword and our slingshot and our spear and our shield and our boot, our gospel boots and our breastplates of righteousness and our helmets of salvation. And we've got to get out there and we've got to engage. And if we do, we will win. Amen. So I, I have a question, not a question, I'm st- a statement here. A scripture is very clear. When we're in trouble, when we're in need, we cry out to God. God, we need you. We draw near to you. And when we're successful, we're supposed to draw near to him as well. Lord, I praise you for the victory. I praise you that I don't get off track. We uh, oftentimes will lose sight of God, not draw near to them when things are going well. Okay, We see in Virginia where a, a culmination of things where parents were discarded, the message was clear that it's about parents' rights, it's about protecting our children, it's about um, lowering the burdens on everybody. These mandates are Im- improper, and the Democrats doubled down. We don't, you don't have a right. You don't have a choice. Parents get out of the way. And so the, we were clearly winning on education, winning on the core values we share. Okay. We know that if we stick with that, our, our Republic, I'm a proud Republican. You're a proud Republican. We're conservatives. We're Christian. We understand that we have problems in our own party. We have to clean up. We all understand that, especially here in Washington state. But so here we have this landslide victory the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general in Virginia. We have a close race in New Jersey. We've got some uh, local victories this here as well because we're we're standing on the principles that our party espouses, right? Pro-life, um, traditional marriage, family values, parents' rights to teach their kids, to choose what they're being taught. Don't force this stuff on us. Our freedom and liberty, all the core issues. And so what does the National Republican Party do this week uh, that flies in and they don't embrace the conservative message. They don't go out and say, yes, this is winning. The core that we keep on leaving behind uh, is the, where we have the power. They're motivated. They're mobilized. Like you said, people that have never been involved in politics before have had enough independents, Democrats, Republicans. We're looking for people that have a backbone and leadership to push back and say, no, let's restore some values. So the government does not have this much power to tell me I can't work if I don't get a vaccine. Tell me my kids have to wear a mask. Tell the kids they get a vaccine without my permission and on and on and on. What they did, they go, you know what? Let's partner with the log cabin Republicans, which is the Republican LGBTQ, whatever uh, organization. And they're saying, we're going to be Republican pride. We're going to promote the LGBTQ uh, partnership and be the party of the LGBTQ. uh, Family Research Council just posted something on this too. So this is a huge mistake. Why would you do that? You already have people of all faiths, all beliefs, whatever, being drawn to the party because the left has gotten so crazy, so radical, so tyrannical. Why would you do something to alienate your base? And so we're going to fight back on in the state. But this is how we make mistakes, brother. We go, oh, we're winning. That must mean we can uh, seize more power in the system that exists. Therefore, let's be let's, let's appeal to those people 
those those groups that typically wouldn't vote our way. Let's go after the illegal aliens. Let's go after groups. Look, if we stand on principle, they'll come anyway. If we we shy away from principle, we lose our base and we lose. It's like snatching victory out of the jaws of defeat, right? Or vice versa, snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. Um, so we've got to pray, but we've got to hold our own party accountable to the values that they tend they they say they espouse, that say they believe to. And we've got our battles in the state about those that don't like conservatives. Why? If if our patriots and our founding forefathers believe this country was founded on biblical values, you and I do as well. We know that the only way this this nation is saved is we return to God and we elect leaders that are submitted to God. Why would we uh, thumb our nose at God and at the conservative values and go that way? Doug, what do you think? This is, um, it's the beginning of something great, but you know, as I'm listening to what you're saying, I'm remembering that um, I can't remember who said it, but the constitution of the United States, the government of the United States is only going to be effective for a moral people. Yes. And so, and that's, that's been really the great thing about America. When, when there has been a disaster, there's been a, um, you know, a problem with Nazism and, and Mussolini and all these guys, right? Mm -hmm. America's come to the rescue to do the right thing. And this constant attack from the left that we're wicked slave owning, you know, weirdos. See, the thing about America is we've, we've, we've messed up. We've done bad things as a, as a nation in our history, but America has always tried to correct it, tried Mm -hmm. to fix it. And when it's, you know, uh, you know, this slavery was stopped because Christians mm-hmm. uh, heard in the second great awakening and, and there were, they were convicted in their conscience that, Hey, this is, this needs to be like our number one issue. And that Republican party was formed in the 1850s. And then in 1860, um, they were able to, you know, elect our first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln. And mm-hmm. he, he, his election caused the South to secede. Just his elect, he hadn't done anything. Mm-hmm. But they just, they because they knew that this guy wanted freedom for the slaves. He at least didn't want any yeah. more. Yeah. He did, at right. least didn't want any more states coming in with that ability to have slaves. And and so, you know, a lot of what we're seeing in what what's going on right now is the recognition that we're coming for them. And so they're going to do desperate things. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we've got to not back down. We've got to not back off. And you know, it's one of the things that really has been a problem for, for our side is that we get partial victories and they back off and they kind of, but we don't take them out. That's right. And, and what we need to do now is we need to take these people out of their positions. If they've committed crimes and many of them have, mm-hmm. they need to pay for those crimes, go to jail, go to prison, um, be barred from, you know, disbarred from serving as attorneys and things like that. So these, mm-hmm. you know, these, these things that you talked about earlier in the program about, you know, these, these 13 Republicans in name only that voted for the infrastructure bill because they were looking to enrich themselves. Okay. So they sold out America for the 30 pieces of silver mm-hmm. and, um, and we, they, they need to pay for that, you know? So when we go to Congress, we need to say, Hey, you know, if you get a job as a, lobbyist or something like that as a former congressman 
you don't have access to mm-hmm. Congress or something like that. Well, I don't know. But if you're just Remember a person, during Trump, Trump had an executive order banning and said you had to wait five years if you retire from Congress to serve as a lobbyist. Now, that needs to be a federal law that you can't do it right after. This is, you know, it's conflict of interest. Honestly, yeah, I just think it's I just think we've got to get people to do, you know, what the truck driver guy did. And, mm-hmm. and, and we just need truck drivers and moms and school teachers and business owners and, um, you know, shopkeepers and millwrights, forest workers. They yep. need to run mm-hmm. and they need to go and they need to serve for a little while and then come home. And then and they need to, to have a place, a machine. But there, there's two parties: the Democrat Party that's now gone super woke, super left, uh, socialist, and you got the Republican Party, who's a, a grab bag of a whole bunch of different viewpoints and so forth, which is fine. We call it the well, Big Ten. Big Ten, but we've got to actually be mobilized around core values that we can actually people have something they can be drawn to, and they can jump on board to assist the delivery, the winning of victories, the pushing back. The, the louder voice, if you will. Um, but they, we need to be uh, much more strategic and allowing people to say, hey, look, use your talents, your resources, your treasures here. We'll be faithful to what we've promised you we would be by our platform, who our candidates are. You can hold us accountable. We will hold everybody else accountable while doing it. It just really, it's, you know, obviously we're passionate. We've been doing this for a while. Um, I believe you're going to be in Congress. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but you're in, a, in for battle. No matter what, we've the swamp's been revealed. Um, you know that there are people on our own side that are part of the swamp, and there are people on the other side as well. That um, be going, open eyes, be wisdom, have lots of prayer support, but be there to stick to what you've been sent there to do, which is what I, I know you will do. Let's um, go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Right? That's Come exactly on. right. So I want to cover something real quick. State level. Uh, it's Saturday, so the deadline has passed. So I want to talk about this, but there's a future deadline coming up for the, the county maps. It's redistricting. So based on the 10-year cycle of every two years, they do census. And based on the numbers of the census nationwide, they, they allocate congressional districts. Now, we grew in Washington State by quite a bit. We're almost 8 million people, but we didn't grow enough to get another congressional district. Texas grew, Florida grew, other places like California lost one. So um, that said, we still redistrict based on the population values. So there's been maps up put out by the Democrats and Republicans and statewide, and they're trying to negotiate. This is establishing the playing field for the next 10 years. This is very important. There may be a opportunity coming up in the near future for you to comment on what comes out of this. But right now, um, a, two representatives from the Republican Party, Paul Graves and Joe Fain, and two representatives from the Democrat Party, Waukensha and Sims, I think it is, put together stuff. They're working together. If they can't come to an agreement by December, I believe that the date is, the Supreme Court steps in. Or no, maybe it's February. But anyway, it's coming up soon. The Supreme Court, who is nine nothing uh, super left, will decide on how the maps are drawn. The congressional maps are being done at the exact same time. And one of those, some of those maps help you in your race. No, all don't of help you. All right? of them do. Every four, all the four help the ninth. So right. I'm Once good. those are established, though, then the county uh, council maps are drawn. And those can be very locally important to you once the congressional ledger are established. And they have a February deadline. That's important because filing week for elections is in May, first part of May. And so it's only two months to know exactly where your district would be if you're running for county or state or federal, to be exact. You can do the core of it. 
now and Doug's running now and others are running now. That's what you should be doing. But to know the, exactly who you should be mailing to and knocking on doors and calling and so forth won't be finalized until February, maybe even March. And then you, so and five weeks in May. So it's it's a very short time window. And so it's right now it's a great place to get involved. Uh, yes, election season just got over. No, it's not. It just got finished. Now we're on to the next one and we got to start now. Even though we're thinking about Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, now's when candidates raise money to be successful next year. So the campaign season for Doug and others in 2022 started on November 3rd, the day after the election. And so be prayerful, be giving, uh, maybe a monthly donation to candidates really helps. Hold them accountable by volunteering on the campaign um, and go from there. We, we, we've got a lot of issues in this state. Like Doug said earlier, there is this things they passed the last legislative session. They're going to increase your gas taxes, your home heating oil costs, which are already high. This is something the, the Democrats did, the majority. And the way Washington state works, which is somewhat like the federal government, but different, majority controls everything. doesn't matter if you have majority by one or two. The majority, if you have the majority in the Senate and the House, you decide when meetings are held, what's voted on, what comes to the floor. If you don't, nothing you can do to bring a good bill forward. So the Republicans, even with our flaws, need to have the majority in the House and the Senate. And, of course, that will put a stymie on uh, Inslee. They would call a special session. They would re remove his special powers, whatever his emergency powers. We can get back to some sort of normal living. And then our job is to hold those Republicans that would get elected accountable and saying, hey, we put you in there. Now do your job and protect uh, the businesses and the people of the state. And then, of course, when it comes to these mandates, we got to keep on pushing back. The more and more we can push back against our employers, support those that don't enforce the mandate. Right now, at the federal level, uh, there is a temporary block through a uh, circuit court judge um, that was filed by the state of Texas uh, to put a stop to the OSHA rule that pushes employers um, through a massive fine, by the way, to enforce the vaccine mandate. The Biden administration said, even though it stopped in the court, we want, want employers to go ahead and enforce the mandate anyway. Uh, if you're an employer listening, don't do it. Uh, hang on. Of course, they're going to try to push to the courts, but this is your opportunity to show support for your employees that give them an opportunity and a choice that you're not tyrannical. It's not the government's authority. It's not Biden's authority to tell you what you can and can't do with your body as far as healthcare. This is worse than Obamacare where you were forced to buy a healthcare policy that you did not want that cost more money. This is actually saying you must take this experimental vaccine or whatever. And by the way, your kids do as well, or you lose your source of employment. That's never been done before in America at least. And the president doesn't have the authority. The Congress might if they were to pass something like this, but it's not in this way. Uh, the president doesn't have it, and OSHA doesn't have the authority either, even though they're acting like they do. So uh, hold off until the courts actually decide. It's probably going to go to the Supreme Court. I'm, I'm prayerful that that will be struck down. Uh, and then think and support the states and the legislatures that are pushing back on this, like Florida, Texas, Idaho, South Dakota, those things that are putting uh, fines on businesses that enforce this pro-vaccine or this forced vaccine mandate. What do you think? Yeah. One of the things that I've I've noticed is that there is a new economy 
that mm-hmm. is coming out. So at this at this meeting that I was at, this big rally I was at last Saturday, there were um, nurses that had lost their job. There was also a, a gentleman there, uh, a company called Atlas, and they're hiring every nurse they can get. They're hiring every EMT they can get. They're hiring. They're doing in-home uh, care, and they're not subject to the regulation. And they are hiring and the firefighters were being hired and these different people. And they're, so there's, you know, when you take this step to say, no, I don't care. See, they, they, they deny one of the nurses was talking about how she was denied unemployment because the, one of the questions is, were you separated because of your refusal to take a vaccine, which is none of their freaking business. Exactly. Right. right. Their HIPAA law prohibits that the Nuremberg, uh, code accords yep. prohibit that. Yes. Uh, co- uh, coercing children. This stuff is illegal. It's unconstitutional and they're pretending like they got an emergency, but this thing has a 99.8 survivability, mm-hmm. right? And a, like a hundred, a 99.9999999999 survivability for children. Yes. And so you've got this, um, they're lying. The mm-hmm. devil is a liar. They come to, he comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And, you know, this, this um, uh, disgraced former governor of New York that was putting rest home COVID people Mm -hmm. back into rest homes was murdering people. They did, Inslee did the same thing here in Mm -hmm. Washington state. So these things are, these guys are murderers. They're traitors. The border, uh, the, the department of Homeland security estimates that they will apprehend at the southern border, 1.8 million illegal immigrants in 2022. Okay, so add that to the 1.5 or whatever that we've already done in 2021. Mm-hmm. So you're talking 3 million, 1% of the population of the United States. How is that sustainable, brother? I don't no. think so. When and that's treason. The law on the here. books say no. And the mm-hmm. Biden administration is picking up these unvaccinated, untested, unmasked, illegal immigrants and flying them into Florida. Why? So that they can kill people Uh and so that they can change the electorate. Yep. It's treason. I will say this. It's treason, brother. And we've got to say something. You have the the lowest unemployment, the lowest um, vaccine or the lowest COVID positive cases in the nation in Florida. More people are working well, that's why they're lower. sending them in. They're trying exactly to get that right. up. They're, they're trying, trying to, do to change it. that, right? And before I go too far, you mentioned COVID nineteen eighty four is what yes. people are starting to call okay. it. Now. Atlas Home Health. They are our guests next week on our show, brother. Oh so, man, you just said so. It's good. but you see, this is it, they're just part of mm-hmm. the new economy. Okay, mm-hmm. so there is a new economy that that you know that is happening, mm-hmm. and it's you know we had uh, David. Uh, from um, Salem Broadcasting was mm-hmm. fired. Um, our former employers, our, yes. our former um, outlet, Salem yeah. Broadcasting in in Seattle. We had a show on there for for many years, mm-hmm. and our engineer was David, and he was fired because he refused to wear a mask, and um, he had a job like the next day, making more money. Mm-hmm. See, and, but he 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 didn't know that. He just said, "I'm going to follow God. I'm going to follow my conscience. I'm going to do this," and. And, and this is what we're seeing again and again. And, so, you know, if you, if you will, if you will do this, 
the Lord will look out for you. He Amen. will help you. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to have to suffer or whatever, you know, and people are like, well, I got to eat and all this kind of stuff. I'm telling you, we're being groomed for Revelation 13. So I just buy or sell or yep, get a job yep. or have any of that stuff because you don't bow your knee to the beast. Okay. So this is that same thing. And people are like, well, that's an actual mercy, blah, blah. It's a lie. So I got breaking news, brother. It is a lie. And uh, I want to, before I go to the breaking news, um, the most recent CDC numbers is there are 17,000 deaths because of the COVID vaccine, not the COVID, the vaccine. The highest number of deaths to another vaccine was during the West Nile virus, and it was 80. They stopped production of it after 80. And yet 17,000 deaths from the COVID vaccine, we still want to push this to our kids ages 5 to 11. That is, first of all, I think it's wrong. But parents, if we're protecting kids in schools, this is another way to protect kids. But the breaking news, brother, the breaking news. Remember how Kim Wyman, the... The Republican in name only we talked about, you know, being appointed to the Biden administration and how Governor Inslee has the authority to appoint her replacement. Right. I want to back this up because the news came out that Governor Inslee just appointed Steve Hobbs as secretary of state. Remember Steve Hobbs? Steve Hobbs ran for lieutenant governor in 2016 and it cleaned his clock. Steve Hobbs, Karen Frazier, Cyrus Habib, um, but they were the Democrats running. Steve Hobbs also ran in 2020, but the Democrat Party came to him and says, don't run. We have Denny Heck to be lieutenant governor. Hold your time. We have something for you. They promised him something, and now he's getting paid off. Now Steve Hobbs, who wanted to run for lieutenant governor twice, has now been appointed by Governor Inslee as the secretary of state. So once again, Kim Wyman's being rewarded for whatever it is, being rewarded, promoted to the Biden administration. Now you have Steve Hobbs, who did his duty to the Democrat Party, now appointed the incumbent Secretary of State for the state of Washington. And he is actually many business groups, and a lot of Republicans actually like Steve Hobbs because he, he portrays himself as a moderate Democrat. So doesn't that sound familiar? A moderate Democrat, a moderate Republican. Um, we are in many ways, in a spiritual war, but this political war is being played out before us. Just like up in Somers County, we talked about the payoff there for um, different Democrat candidates. Right here, Steve Hobbs is now the new Secretary of State for the state of Washington, appointed by Inslee. Any comments? Is it brand new? Yeah, I, you know, it, it, it's annoying to me that we could elect a Republican Secretary of State and he can just appoint a Democrat. Okay, that's annoying. I don't care how moderate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Repu- that should be, that should be a Republican seat anyway, mm-hmm. regardless. Even give it to you know Dino or whatever, right? But right, but but don't you know this is a loss and it's and it's, it's a shame and and yeah and Steve Hobbs is a whatever. You you cleaned his clock, brother. You were right. Yeah. I, I did, you know, and we were, but bottom line is. Why didn't they appoint you? You're a Republican. It, it's not one of those things where it's not about me bragging, uh, but it's the clarity. When we ran in 2016, I knew that the far, the most far left, Cyrus Abib, and the most far right, myself, conservative, would, would go through because everybody was trying to play for this middle ground. I'm squishy in the middle. And uh, that, that was Steve Hobbs' point back then was, I am a moderate. I can get along with both sides. I can go with the things, you know, whatever. And I said, 
what that sounds to me like is lukewarm. In scripture, it says, yeah, I wish you would be either hot or cold, but not lukewarm because I want to spit you out of my mouth. Not received a good applause, but the point, that's what it is. When you don't, you want to appeal to all people, but not take a stand on anything, you're lukewarm. And so we don't need any more mealy mouth, middle of the ground. We need people that stand for values. They're willing to work to find compromise that works for their, their district and their people. But they got to start off with a place that this is why it's important to me and to my district to champion these values. Because under these values, we can find solutions that are mutually beneficial. The Stephen Covey, right? Win-win. You know, but we're not looking for win-win now. We're looking for how do we already set, um, give up our stance to make an agreement that isn't the benefit of our district. And we need more conviction, brother. We need more values, more places where we negotiate. We start from a position of strength, not a position of compromise early on. That's my two cents. Yeah. So um, in Seattle, Mm -hmm. we, we definitely saw a kind of a sweep of like moderate, more, Mm-hmm. normally esque candidates winning and, and Davis, for example, um, just saw an article here that saying that it's interesting how their margins were cut heavily by the later ballots. And they're mm-hmm. saying things like, well, um, that's kind of the new normal conservatives tend to vote early, blah, blah, blah. No, it's because that's when they dump in the, the fake mm-hmm. stuff. And the, you know, that's, that's what I, we started the program with this New Jersey Senator, you yep. know, well, I know there's more ballots out there. We're going to go find them and whatever. So we're going to go print them. If uh, I heard Mario Murillo say that yeah. he knows where the, those extra ballots are. They're, they're on ships in the Harbor in Los Angeles <laughs> as they're coming from China. Um, but, this is uh, another reason why look, but, but again, the overwhelming victory protected Harold Davis. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Yep. yep. In this system, we've got to win overwhelmingly, not make it close. Don't give them an opportunity to cheat or find ways. There is clear fraud. There is clear opportunities for this system to be rigged with the mail-in ballots, with the no voter ID, with the the way we handle the ballots, the way we adjudicate. All that stuff is ripe for fraud. And we always get the argument that it's not enough to turn an election. How do we know if we're not looking? So there are very clear a mandate, if you will, to clean this up, just to make it, uh, you know, a chain of custody, one person, one vote, ID to vote. Those are, these are common sense things that would make it actually a legitimate elections. Now, <clears throat> when it comes to Ann Davison in Seattle, interesting story with her. She ran as a Democrat for city council, um, did pretty good, got beat as a sort of a moderate Democrat. Then she ran as a Republican for Lieutenant governor. She did pretty good. She, she did well in Seattle which has a large population. And then she came back and ran at, as a nonpartisan for this um, attorney general, I mean, the, the, the Seattle attorney. The, her opponent was one of those super socialist Shama Sawant types. Um, and so I'm glad for the common sense. I'm glad she won. It's interesting how she had to navigate sort of, you know, how she identifies as far as party and that kind of stuff. And to win in Seattle, it's tough. So I give her, my hat is off to her, but we need more and knowing the battlefield we're in and, and how to win. And if we're in Bonnie Lake, it's not going to be that way. If we're going to miss Spokane, we're not going to run candidates like that. I totally get that. Um, but the, but part of that too was the rejection of how bad things go on. The defunding of the police um, brigade, the, 
the cancel culture brigade. There is enough people now, parents, police, fire, everybody that most people thought they were off limits from the cancel culture are now under attack. So the more the Democrats double down on climate change and, and vaccine mandates, and mass mandates and CRT and continue to lie to us, the more our people, we the people will be mobilized to push back against that. So all of our candidates are thinking about running or are running. This is what you have to hone into. It's not changing who you are. You're like, look, people are upset. They want to know what they can do. And really it's pushing back against this pressure, this, this overreach, this tyrannical government that's been, that's been pushed. And so it's a great environment for someone that has uh, clear, eloquent speaking values that has a history of backing them up to win. And so uh, I'm encouraged by her win. And that's cool hair. And cool hair. You need to have cool hair. Is that okay, a cool hair is not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about you, brother. Oh, I appreciate um, that, brother. So, but we, you know, there are people that are going to be wired for this and there are people that aren't. But if you're not wired for being a candidate. Now, other thing is, you know, and I, I preach this all the time, but we need to hear from God. You know, and if God tells you to do it, then we need to do it. You might think, oh, I shouldn't be a candidate. But man, when the Holy Spirit's like on you and you're like, you're feeling that unction, go with that. Go with what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. You may think, well, I shouldn't run for this position or whatever because I've got uh, got skeletons in my closet. I got baggage or whatever. Everybody's got baggage. Mm -hmm. There is none righteous, no, not one. And so this idea that, you know, this condemnation, you know, mm-hmm. this, the Bible says in Romans that now there's now, now today, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Okay. So we can, we can be free. And uh, it says in, in revelation, it says the accuser, of the brethren has come down, but the accuser, of the brethren was defeated by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony that we didn't love our lives so much as to shrink back from dying. So Amen. a lot of people like, don't like the dying thing, but look, the blood of the lamb. I'm forgiven. My testimony. I've been forgiven. The the blood of the lamb. I'm willing to die for this. I'm willing to give my life to save America, to save, you know, don't do it just for you. Do it for your wife, your, your husband, your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors. You know, I mean, I heard, I heard a, a preacher say, you know, we can't do this, like kind of wink at it. Like, okay. You know, it's like saying, well, I know you're a child molester, but don't molest my child. Right. You know, molest somebody right. else's child, but don't, you know, that, you know, no, you're a child molester. You go to prison, you know, stop mm-hmm. molesting everybody's child. Cause my neighbor's child is my child and my neighbor's, you know, my family matters. And so um, I just want to just encourage you to hear and obey God. You know, if you're not praying and reading your Bible every day and spending time with God, are you a Christian? And if, and if you're, and if you're not, um, then you can be, And if you've fallen short and you've gotten sidetracked, you can start over again. His mercies are new every morning and politics matters. David was a king. Joseph was a prime minister. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these guys were servants in politics. These guys Mm -hmm. were in administrations. Um, This, you know, Paul appealed to Caesar, right? Peter, James, and John said, tell us whether it's better to obey you or obey God. You know, these things these things matter. They're biblical based. And in the United States of America, the supreme law of the land, it says it right in it is the constitution of the United States. So when, when we are doing our Romans 13 stuff, submitting to the government, we submit to the constitution, not to yes. people who are violating the constitution. They are lawless. 
and we do not submit to them. We didn't bow the knee to them. Amen. And so um, we can do this and you can do it. And yeah, uh, you might that, look brother. at yourself and say, yeah. I might, I don't feel like I'm not important, but you are important and you can do it. Go ahead, Marty. Biggest thing in that on finish this up on Doug's point. So absolutely right. But this is not about you. You call in on your life. You may be in the right place at the right time to run for office, but when you run for office, it's not about Doug. It's not about me. It's about the message and doing the job God's called you to do. So oftentimes when people are attacking our kids, step up, run for office to defend our kids and our families. Yeah, it's 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 bigger than that. And that's and that's what we want to do. Don't forget, you can go to Doug and Marty dot com. Contact us. Uh, listen to old um, episodes. And listen to this one. <laughs> and and also, uh, in my opinion, the other show. That's right. That's uh, right. But we love you guys. Thank you for listening. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. Take care. God bless. See you next week.